0: Welcome to The Gathering Place
1: with Blessed Is She. I'm Jenna Gizar. And I'm Beth Davis. Pull up a chair and grab a drink. Or you could just keep doing what you're doing. Pull up a chair in your heart. (laughs) Come chat with us about Jesus, prayer, community, and life. So
0: let's get started. Hi, Beth. Hi, Jenna. How are you? Great.
1: Yeah? Yeah. How about
0: you? That's fabulous. How was counseling yesterday?
1: I feel like I talk about counseling too much. I don't think you do. No, friend, I think that I do. I think people are like, wow, Beth is really messed up. No. You know what? I had to declare in prayer this morning. Tell me. I'm going to be healed and whole. I think I'm always like thinking about healing, you know? But this morning, the Lord was like, no, whole. That's rad. I like look at my life or at my experiences, the way that I process things, and I want to learn a new way. I want to be whole.
0: People will speak about like your brokenness is welcome here or your brokenness is accepted here, Yeah, which I totally agree. All of us are broken and we are accepted in the body of Christ, in the church, in Blessed Is She. But it doesn't end there. Yes. We're always looking to be made whole. We're always looking to be put the way that the Lord wants us. Restored.
1: Restored. Redeemed. It's what he does. So why wouldn't he do that in our lives? Totally. With our memories, with our personalities. I'm having like the most unbelievable prayer right now. I think it's Ireland. Like I just feel like so many things like shifted in me. And also I started this 44-day consecration to Jesus through St. Joseph. It's really interesting. It's written by like a Catholic psychologist. And so there's like a lot of human formation and it takes into account like your story and your woundedness Mm. and it brings all of that to the light and asks you to kind of be honest about certain things. But it's cool just to see like the different streams of my life, like counseling and what I'm reading Mm. and conversations I have. You know, the Lord is good like that. He like scaffolds our healing. It's not just this thing that happens over here in isolation. He like brings about people and experiences that support that process Mm. of healing his word, the sacraments. It's like, I need all the help I can get, you know? Totally. Do you think we always need to look for it though? No, 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 no. I'm glad you asked that because I was thinking this morning, I'm so grateful for this consecration coming into my life right now because the grace is there to do it. Even I said this to my counselor last night, like, am I ever going to be over this? Like, am I ever going to be healed? And she just, without hesitating, you know, yes, of Mm. course, because I'm in it, there's grace to support it. You have to go with the grace. And Mm. right now the grace is saying, like, now is the time. I had an interesting conversation actually with the gal that does our hair. I was talking about 2020 and like that the lord is doing something new i was sharing the verse for our 2020 retreats the theme is restore and the verse that we've actually been praying about for like seven months is isaiah 43 19. see i'm doing something new now it springs forth do you not perceive it i will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert and anyway i was kind of sharing about like i'm hearing this everywhere other people are getting this in prayer, even like across denominations. I'm hearing this verse, this concept of being new. Of the Lord doing something new, and she said, "You know, I wonder if it just has to do with like a new decade. Is that <laughs> That's so funny. funny? Yeah, but it reminded me of something Father Camus said last week about how like discernment is both spiritual and practical. That's really funny. Like it would make sense that even the year, even like the calendar, is lining up with this new thing. Yeah, isn't that cool? That's really funny." I think it's really exciting that there's grace for God to do something new right now. And I'm going to take advantage of it. Is that verse like resonating with you?
0: Yeah, I think most of the time when I've prayed with that verse and sang that verse Mm. and worshiped with that verse, it is that Mike would be healed, that the Lord would spring up water in his dryness, Mm. in his desert, But also for our marriage, that the Lord would have springs of living water flowing through our marriage and our family. Mm. And so I was listening to this talk last night. (laughs) I actually wasn't listening to it. Mike was listening to it, but he was snoring while listening. And then I'll say, Mike, hey, babe, you're sleeping. And he's like, no, I'm not. (laughs) So then we have to keep on listening to this talk. Come on. It's ridiculous. Anyway, but something was very convicting to me in it, which was. Do you go to prayer in order to feel the effectiveness of the prayer? For example, I talk a lot about like wanting to have integrity with Blessed Is She. Like, am I going to the Lord because I want to have integrity when I say, Mm. let's go pray? Or am I only going because I purely just want to know the Lord and I want to be known by him? I just want my intentions to be so pure that it's only for him and for his love and to honor him as opposed to like I walk out and I like check that box of like, okay, if I'm going to be like preaching about this and I need to be doing it. So I did it.
1: I'm thinking a lot of things. I'm thinking like what other relationship do I go into it? Feeling like I'm spending time to get something. I guess there are times or people that I feel like I need to spend time with them because they're going through a hard time or like, I know this friendship needs some investment Or I need their wisdom. I need their love. But most of my relationships aren't utilitarian the way I can use the Lord.
0: Well, I think that's what's so incredible about the Lord is no matter what our motivation is, he's so happy once we're in there. Totally. Like he just wants to love us. Yeah. And whatever motivation got us there, like, and I've talked to you about that with starting Blessed Is She, My motivation wasn't necessarily the Lord. It was more the community side. It was more like friendships have changed my life. So I want other women to experience really beautiful friendship. Yeah. So then he used that motivation and that driving factor to change my life, to change my heart, to soften me, to transform the parts of me that need it. So he'll use every motivation that got us there. So I think it's now just right ordering my motivation in my heart's desire to come to him, not at all from my own vanity or my own checking things off or saying with integrity that I am doing this, but simply because I want to be in his presence and he wants to heal me and be with me and love on me. That's good stuff. What are you praying about with that verse? Isaiah 43, 19.
1: You know, it's interesting. I'm actually praying with the verse prior to it, which is, do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. I think it's just the Lord blowing out of the water, like blowing up the walls and saying like, you think this is the way I work because of what I did before. Okay. But no, I'm about to do something totally new. new. You've never seen anything like this.
0: When I've been in women's groups before, we've talked a lot about how we struggle to like get back to how things were before Mm. we had children, before we got married, like our spiritual lives. Like I wish that our spiritual lives could be as like fruitful and amazing as it was back then. And it's like, don't consider those things. Mm -hmm. Doing something new with you. Wow. Got a new way for you to worship me, for you to be with me, for you to have intimacy with me.
1: I love that example because isn't it so discouraging that we can't get back to the way it was? That's true not only of our spiritual lives, but our body or our health or totally. finances. You could apply that to almost anything. Like, oh, if I could just get back to that thing. If I could just get back to before that thing happened. But the Lord's saying, don't worry about what life used to be like. Don't even think about how I've done it in the past. I'm Doing something Brand new. Mm, <laughs> so, you just
0: got to trust
1: yeah, that
0: he's making a way. In the
1: wilderness. And, and rivers, rivers in, in the, the desert. desert. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it so important to say that's true for me? Yeah. To read scripture through the lens of personal promise. So when I read Isaiah 43, 19, that's not for someone else or for a different time. If that's coming up in prayer right now, that's for me. If that's the reading at Mass and it touches my heart, that's not a coincidence. That's for me. That's a personal promise to me. So if the Lord is saying, look, I'm doing a new thing. You don't have to look back or you don't have to confine me to the ways that I've moved or loved you or healed you in the past. I'm going to do something brand new. Also, I love that he then says, do you not perceive it? No, you just told me I have no idea. But I think it's more of like Ooh, do you sense it? Yeah. Do you like feel something a little bit that? different? It gives me chills to that's say that. Cool. Yeah. Like, don't you feel the atmosphere has changed? Mm-hmm. I'm about to do something. Mm. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I think that's the key. I think forty-three eighteen is the key to forty-three nineteen. Not considering the things of old, not remembering the former things. And I have a sense, too, just from my own life that it may not be exterior things that are brand new, but that I'm going to be brand new. You know, you think about the verse that says, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Yeah. Like I wasn't just made new at baptism or new after confession. Every time I approach God in prayer, like a new part of me. Is revealed. A yeah. new part of him is revealed. So I wonder if it's going to be more of an interior newness because the Lord's in that business, you know?
0: But it's funny when we are reading Acts and reading about how Paul is a Pharisee, because the Pharisees believed in the resurrection, Jesus was like, Why don't you understand that this is like a concept?
1: Okay, that's interesting that if we believe this, we should believe other things. We believe in the resurrection. So why wouldn't we believe that God would raise up something from the dead in our own life? Totally. It's not just about eternal life. If we believe that Jesus was raised from the dead, why don't we believe that he'll find us another job or a house or heal a broken heart? Like, why don't we believe that? Or make us whole.
0: Yeah. It excites me that this coming weekend is Advent. And this Advent devotional, like we talked about, is just... Amazing and all about restoration and yeah. wholeness and healing and
1: it feels like the precursor to this year of restoration. Yeah. It's for like sure. the kicking off of it. And to be honest, I'm kind of excited that we're taking a break right at the beginning of Advent. Yeah. To say like it's time to kind of just snuggle down. Yeah. And like slow down mm-hmm. and let the Lord speak. You know, I'm not here to tell you how to pray this Advent or what the Lord is going to do, but I will tell you he's about to do something new. And that's not from you. That's from the good old word of God itself. Isn't that everything? Like, I don't have to depend on myself. I can read the word and that's what informs my life. Yeah. The word is, as you like to say, as Father Parks said, (laughs) the authority in our lives. Yeah. So I I don't have to wonder what God is up to when I read the Word. It's right there. I know what He's about. I know what He's after in my life.
0: Last year is my first year where I was taught that Advent is the beginning of our liturgical year as a 32-year-old woman. <laughs> never knew. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of cool.
1: It's a new year. Totally. Our Our new year starts this Sunday. Yeah, I had no idea. Isn't that cool? It's so awesome. I just wanted to share like... We don't adopt these themes lightly. There's a lot of prayer. It's not like what's trending right now. That's not the way we do things. We listen to the Lord. We talk to each other. We bring our own prayer lives. And so I think when we approached Advent with this lens of family and asking the Lord to heal and restore our family, it's central, right? It's where we had our start in life. It has shaped so many things about who we are, how we see ourselves, how we view the world, and maybe you have like a very happy family. God bless you. Praise God for that. But there are still things that we picked up, lies about identity or ways of relating or prejudices that we have that we picked up so early on. And to invite the Lord into those young places or even like you know, hard, bitter, resentful places now in any relationship, just to invite him in and to put the focus on the Lord as healer, as restorer, to give him permission to do something new in that vein of our families and our homes. I think it's just a taste of what's to come in the next year. I was just chatting with
0: Nell about, I think the deeper I go with the Lord, the more I realize the wholeness that he does want for me in areas that I thought were fine. Yeah. Like, it's fine. I'm like, great. (laughs) It's great. Yeah. (laughs) But the more intimate I'm with him, the more he's uncovering things Mm. and wants to light up spaces that I didn't even know were dim or sad.
1: Or like, not a big deal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just don't think we're quiet enough. I don't think we pause long enough to really experience intimacy, to really sense the Lord's presence. I'm really looking forward to doing that and continuing to do that, Mm -hmm. to continue to just sit in his presence and allow him deeper and deeper into my heart purely for intimacy's sake, purely for my own wholeness. And again, for his glory that my life would just worship him.
1: I love that you said that. Like there are places like you're fine, you're good because you are. Guys, I'm great. Everybody's fine. <laughs> you know every everybody's great. Everybody's good in and of themselves. Yeah. But that's not enough for the Lord. He wants us to be radiant yeah. and totally free. He's well, not Well, I'm okay not really
0: great. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say that.
1: I know what you mean, Yeah, but he's not okay with us just like accepting defeat or discouragement or thinking, okay, well, that's just the way it goes. He's not okay with that. He wants to redeem everything and I'm here for that. I'm fine too. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Like the me today, the me sitting in counseling last night is stronger, more resilient, more healed, has better perspective and deeper holiness. I'm more joyful. I'm more free than I've ever been. Yeah. And yet, it's not enough for the Lord. He's like, no, no, no. I want you to be who you will be in heaven, who I created you to be. I want you to start walking that out and be transformed right now. And I want that, too.
0: I mean, this goes back to a couple podcasts back, but I just keep on wanting to be made pure. You know? Mm-hmm. Like I just want to be like softer and kinder and yeah, more gentle. That's the person I think the Lord wants me to be.
1: First of all, How beautiful is the Lord to like highlight that area for you? But also I see that in you. I get a front row seat to the Lord, like purifying your heart and vice versa. You get to see up close and personal what the Lord is doing with me, but it is already happening and it has happened. And yet there's still more. Yeah. As you've
0: said, lots of times he's inexhaustible.
1: I think that goodness, that pure love, he planted that in us. We have it too by virtue of our baptism. We became like him. Mm -hmm. And so we're just being made more and more into that inheritance throughout the course of our lives.
0: I always like thinking about the Lord giving me a song to sing, like that my life would be a song that like worships him. My life would be the worship song. Mm. Like my life would be a life of worship. Like I want to spend my life learning what my song is. Yes. You know? Yeah. So then when I get there, I can just sing it in like all purity and all honesty, like without reservation.
1: I love that image. I want it to be a continuation of what I already sang on earth. I want to think about the life that God has for me in heaven and the purity of my soul in heaven before the face of God because I wanna be that person right now. It makes me wanna cry to think that I could get to heaven and all of that was possible. That's who I was actually meant to be, but I just like limped through life and made excuses and lived out of brokenness and didn't take risks. I want to live as though I'm already in heaven because scripture says we are, that we're already seated in heavenly places. I wanna live from that like purity and love and goodness that's in me through Christ on this earth, Right now, so that in heaven there's an integrity of song. Yeah. The song that I sang with my life is the song I'll sing in heaven. Isn't it so exciting to follow Jesus? Like to be in relationship with him? Yeah, I think I
0: always thought it would be like a lot of work, but this doesn't feel like work. It feels like surrender.
1: And that word surrender reminds me I actually had reached out to a priest friend on the eve of our second Ireland retreat. Uh-huh. And I just said, hey, I know you're praying for me. If you get anything in prayer, let me know. there's anything the Lord wants me to know. And usually it's so cool because it's a confirmation. It's not like fortune telling, like I need some information that someone else has. It's just the Lord like highlighting things that he's already doing and saying. And this priest friend of mine texted me immediately and said like, whoa, I was just in adoration praying for you. And here's the image I had. The Lord wants you to lean back, recline. And I was reading John 13 about John the Beloved, literally the word reclining on the chest, on the heart of Jesus at the Last Supper. It was like such an incredible confirmation that it's all just about surrender. It's all just about leaning into who he is, like taking the pressure off of me because I have a similar way of thinking that the spiritual life is like work. It's striving. It's like, I've got to deal with this stuff. When really the work, quote unquote, is learning to lean back and surrender, learning to lean into who he is and allow him to do it. That's the work. He's making a way in the (laughs) wilderness.
0: And it doesn't say I'm digging out things to make a well, to make rivers in the desert because he's making a river in the
1: desert. I just get to watch it. I love to that word of like it springs forth. Yeah. It can't even be held back. It's like. It's like about to erupt, you know? 2020, baby. Do you know what else I like about 2020? It's like perfect vision. Oh, yeah, that's cool. We're coming into like perfect vision. I thought you meant Justin Timberlake. I also think about Justin Timberlake's (laughs) 2020 album, which was just solid gold. (laughs) But I think there's a lot of promise in 2020. That's cool. I love that. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Jesus, we love you. Thank you for who you are. You are a way maker, God. All of all of the work is yours, and all we have to do is praise and thank you for it. I know you're working on this, God. I know you're making a way in my life. I thank you that rivers are going to spring forth and spread and rush Through desert places. And I pray that that's true, that your word is true and agreed with in the life of every person listening to this conversation. God, give us the grace to claim that for ourselves and give us the vision, the heavenly, perfect vision to see you at work in our lives. Thank you, God, for the expectation that you're stirring in our hearts right now. We agree with you, God. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey, Jenna, I'll see you in 2020. Ooh, good one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for hanging. Always. Chat soon. You know it.
0: Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much for gathering with us here on the Blessed Is She
1: podcast. Send over all your questions using the Anchor app. We'd love to hear from you.
0: Connect with us at blessedishi.net slash community and join us on all your favorite social media
1: platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter.
0: I love Twitter.
1: Until next time.